RadioInfluence.com. Hey gang, welcome to another episode of the Gills Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Uh, Super excited again today, so blessed to have uh, this guy as a dear friend. I do not not get to see him nearly as much uh, as I wish I did. Uh, He ended up moving just about an hour south of me, and we just don't seem to connect but over the phone uh, as much as we used to when we were able to train in the same gym. I did at one point in my time uh, as a gym rat get crazy enough to ask him to train me. I think I'm still sore from those from those training sessions that happened years ago. But uh, he is, uh, just to give you some background on this guy, he uh, was ranked in the top 10 in the world for five straight years in bodybuilding, competed in the Arnold Classic, the Mr. Olympian guest posed worldwide. He was a 19-year-old junior Mr. Universe, which he won in London, England. He's from Leeds, West Yorkshire, England. He started training in judo when he was eight years old. So not only is he big as a house, but he can probably whoop your butt too, which is a bad combination. He's owned gyms uh, in both in England and here as well. And he was a world tag team wrestling champion, which I think is really interesting, in the uh, now defunct XWF. Um, And he is the current head of PCA USA, which is the Physical Culture Association, which is a a new bodybuilding association, not new really, it's been around for a while now, but it's uh, it's gaining steam, gaining popularity, and mostly because of our guest today. Um, a lot of people in the bodybuilding world called him Ian Hitman Harrison, but uh, a lot of the wrestling fans would know him better as the British Storm, again from his XWF days, but he is my good friend Ian Harrison. How are you today, my brother? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Yeah, buddy. It's always good to talk to you. I always, uh, I always get excited. We've had uh, some pretty good laughs over the years, so uh, I, I, I wish I saw you more, my friend, but uh, you know, today we'll just have to get into the podcast here. I want to share some of the, the knowledge. You know, Just going through um, kind of your Wikipedia and, and getting some highlights from you know, your career and things you've done, um, you're pretty well-traveled. You've accomplished a lot, my brother. Well, thank you. You know, it's funny people's always tell me that, and I just, you know, I don't think of myself as really a particularly well-traveled person. I just, you just do what you do, don't you? You just do what you do to make ends meet. And you know, I always want to move to live in America, so that's kind of just after I'd done that is when I first met you and seen your big ass in the gym. And you know, but when you asked me to train you that time, I'm like, why do you need me to train you? You're big as a house. <laughs> it was one of my probably my favorite moment in the entire history of my training, and I've been training for probably 37 years now, I was I was watching Ian, I was training in the mornings, and I was watching Ian train uh, this couple who was, they were both in pretty good shape, and, and um, usually, and, and if you're a gym rat at all, you'll know this, you know, when you watch personal trainers in the gym, if you know anything about what you're doing, most of the personal trainers in the gyms nowadays probably won't impress you very much, and I was watching Ian train this couple just for for weeks and weeks and weeks, probably for a couple of months. And, uh, you know, I knew who Ian was and, you know, cause there was a lot of whispers when, when, when the big bodybuilder shows up at your gym and, uh, with his resume and all that, you know, Hey, that's, that's Ian Harrison. And, uh, so, you know, 
luckily one day I was leaving the gym and Ian was coming in and a buddy of mine who knew Ian introduced me and I had already kind of made up my mind from watching him train people, the way he trained them, the way he stayed focused on their, on their placements of their elbows and their knees and getting everything right in their form. Um, and already in, 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 I mean, it wasn't a super early stage of my training, but it was, you know, several years ago when I shouldn't be as achy and painful as I probably was, but I was often doing things the wrong way in the gym. When I got the opportunity to meet Ian, I right away asked him if I could get with him and, and help him, <laughs> get him to help me with my routine. And he literally, I'll never forget it because it was one, again, one of my proudest training moments ever when he looked me up and down and said just that, what do you need me for? You're big as a house, dude. Um, and I, I just, I laugh. I, I still laugh about it now. I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, so now we know you're a good guy because you, my friend, are big as a house, and you don't have to give no, uh, no, uh, nobody like me any love in the gym, but you did, and that lends itself to, to who you are, and, and again, it, it led to, uh, to what has been a, a long friendship. Uh, again, I don't see you nearly enough, uh, but we ended up, we lived in the same neighborhood, which we didn't know uh, early on in our relationship, but our kids played together at one time, and uh, so we've, we've got a pretty cool history there. Let's, let's talk about Let's talk about the, I want to talk a little bit about, obviously about bodybuilding and, and as much as I love the gym and as many times as people have come to me and said, Hey, you know, you should do a show. Have you ever thought about doing a show? And I always look at them and I think to myself, have you lost your mind? Do you know how much time I spend in here now in order to get to that level, to the show level? I mean, there's a whole nother level of determination and focus. I mean, and and I, I, I try to... I try to think that even, you know, when I, when I first got into tournament fishing, you know, you're trying to win tournaments and you're grinding, you're pre-fishing 14 hours a day for seven, eight days before the tournament and all that. I mean, to, to, and you know, I know guys who train serious that are like, they get to be Mr. Florida, you know? I mean, you and I, we have a mutual friend who is Mr. Florida. He's in great shape, big guy. Dude, you want an entire country. At 19 years old, you were overall Mr. Great Britain. How do you, I mean, is there any, have you ever sat back and thought about that next level of determination and where it comes from to get to that level? I think it's just, it's like anything else. If you've got a burning desire to be really, not just good, but great at something, you'll give it every single thing you've got. Um, I always said if I gave the same energy and time into a business than I did my bodybuilding, I'd be a multimillionaire. Um, but you know, I think one of the big misconceptions with bodybuilding or just training in general to get a good physique is that you've got to spend hours and hours in the gym every day, and that's that's a big misconception from from my experience. Um, there are people that do that, but you, it's all about the intensity and the form and and executing the exercises correctly. It's not about doing hundreds of sets or being in there every day. Um, many a time, people used to say to me. You know, I bet you spend three or four hours a day in the gym. And my answer would always be, I don't spend three or four hours a week in the gym. Uh, I generally used to train four days a week. Um, I had a full-time job, uh, a very physical job when I when I left school. I was an un- underground cable joint, so I'd be digging all day. And I used to train Saturday and Sunday because they were my days off work. And then I would usually train on a Tuesday and a Thursday to give myself breaks. Um, and my workouts would last about an hour. So I trained about four hours a week. But the thing with bodybuilding, if you want to build serious muscle, it takes it takes time, takes years. Um, 
it's not like a lot of the other classes that are available now, like bikini men's physique, they don't require as much muscle development. But to be a bodybuilder, which is all that was available back in my day when I started, um, I started training seriously at 15, and I'd done martial arts training up to then, so I'd, I'd done a lot of exercises that built me up somewhat for martial arts. But then at 15, I started seriously, um, and really started competing and being competitive in the bodybuilding field around 17, um, after I had major knee surgery. Um, I just pushed very hard. Uh, it was it was always it was never about money for me. It was never ever about money. It was it was about being the best at what I chose to do. Um, and I think you get that a lot with any sport, fishing included. You know, you what you want to be one of the best or the best at what you do. Otherwise, if you, if you just looked at money, uh, people would usually quit. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that, especially uh, the the interesting part of that little statement you just made there is that I've actually trained with you and I trained with you when you weren't competing and I still thought it was borderline clinically insane so I can't even imagine I can't even imagine what those training sessions were like when you were focused on getting to you know the next win the next event how you were going to look on stage I, I just I can't even imagine I was very intense. I mean, I honestly look back now. I mean, I'm in my 50s now. I look back and I think, how the hell did I do that? You know? <laughs> um, but it's, it's it's just the case. But you probably think the same when you're talking about pre-fishing uh, a, a location seven days in advance for 14 hours a day. You must think you must think the same. Seriously, I mean, that's that's dedication right there. Well, I, I think it is. I just think that the physicality to me, you know, standing on a boat you know, making a thousand casts a day, you know, back in the day when I was doing that. And, we, and again, you're right, the focus to try to get to the podium uh, and get that win, um, I guess it drives you. But the physicality of what you did to me is is amazing. I remember leaving the gym on several occasions that we trained and I thought, I'm not going to be able to work tomorrow. Like I can't, I'm not going to be able to work. I, rem- I specifically remember leaving the Gold's Gym in Brandon you and I had just, there was a, I was in your office, we were getting ready to work out, and a young guy walked in, a young bodybuilder walked in, and he kind of set his bag down, said hello, and he's like, I'll be ready in a minute, and he walked out to go to the restroom or something, and you looked at me and said, yeah, he said he wanted to work out with us, so I thought we'd put him through the ringer, and I thought, I could die today, this could be bad, like, th- I may not live through this, and I remember we did back first, we did back and buys, and you were yelling at me the whole time, because my my form wasn't great and you were getting me in the right position and you were making me train heavier on back than I had ever trained. And then we went to the dumbbell rack to do by standing bicep curls and you set down a set. I want to say there were 75s and you had just got done doing them. And I went to go grab the 45s, which was much more my speed. And you looked at that. You remember that? And you looked at me, you were like, what are you doing? Don't put that down. Pick and then I'm looking at you kind of cross-eyed, like, have you lost your mind? And I'll never forget it because you looked at me and went, just do it, in that British voice of yours. And then the scary part was I think I did it out of fear because I didn't know if you were going to pick me up no, and body you, slam I, me or I something. Would not have, I would not have asked you to do that if I didn't think you were capable of doing it. I knew you were capable of doing it. Well, and I, I, I think one of the biggest things is people's mind can limit them sometimes. I, I totally you know? I totally agree with you because I did it and I did it for some decent reps and a couple of sets of it. I remember thinking the same thing. I'm like, wow, he's right. I mean, he knows me and by golly, I did it. If it was fear driven or whatever it was, I did it. 
But I remember leaving the gym, and I remember my phone was in my pocket, and when I walked out of the gym, the phone started ringing. And I literally remember looking down at my pocket and starting to laugh because I knew there was zero chance that I could take that phone out of my pocket and lift the phone to my ear. I knew, I'm like, there's no, this is impossible. We did that, we did back and buys in 30 minutes, three guys, and we were completely, completely torched. So the amount of, and again, you weren't even, you know, you were just training people then. I think you were you were probably close to being done with wrestling by then, I think, too, so you weren't even training yes, for the, Yeah, you were just, you were just training to abuse us, and, and it was still complete chaos to me. So that, that kind of energy level. But I guess, I mean, I guess that should be an example for people in everything because you've been a, a really successful businessman. Obviously, you, you had your gym. You had a gym in England. You had a gym down there in Bradenton, City Fitness, that did very, very well for you. It, it seems like that determination in the bodybuilding world has served you well now being the head of PCA – I mean, talk a little bit about that, the transition from, you know, world-class athlete to, to successful businessman. Honestly, it's, it's been interesting because since I started the PCA, I've done a lot of it with my son. Uh, and he was, he's he just turned 22 and he's kind of seen, my, my attitude is always, with anything I've done, it's always been, if I'm starting it, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to see it through. You know, the, 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 I don't have any quitting me. Right. Uh, sometimes to my detriment, but I, you know, it's it's all about persevering, believing in yourself, and just, you know, I always say there's an old saying I always say, put your put your nose back on and your blinkers on, just like a horse, you know, just just get your head down, don't get distracted by other things, and just work and work with the with success in mind or your end goal in mind, and and just keep keep driving, and you know, hard work pays off. You know, a lot of people think it's about luck, and there's a certain amount of luck involved in life, but I think a lot of the time you make your own luck. Um, and if you, you know, I think body, see, I got involved in bodybuilding after judo. I did judo from a very young age. My father taught judo. He was, he was our sensei. And I think, I believe that gave me the discipline that I needed for bodybuilding. I transferred the discipline uh, um, that I got from martial arts into bodybuilding. And along with um, a, a, a plan, a well-executed plan um, of nutrition and training, setting goals, small goals and reaching them, then setting another goal, um, again, executing another plan to reach that next goal. And I think all those small increments is how a business is run. And I believe if you can build a physique by setting goals, setting out a plan to reach those goals, accomplishing that next step, then setting another goal and just going up step by step, that's how you can end up being successful in, in anything in life. It's like, I would say, if you were climbing up a ladder, don't look at the top rung. Look at each rung you're going up, you know, one one foot at a time, and just keep moving forward. And I think that that applies to anything, you know, don't you? Yeah, no. I, again, I'm just I'm just sitting here wondering how you know, thinking how blessed those athletes are that get to come and see you now on the on the PCA circuit and hear you speak and 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 get that kind of leadership in a position like that. How did how did that all come about for you? How does how does Ian Harrison, you know, obviously, you know, legendary bodybuilder, you know, wrestling tag team champion, all the great stuff, you know, you've owned some gyms and all that, and now here you are, the head of PCA. Tell the listeners a little bit about PCA, what you guys stand for, you know, why you're so passionate about it, and then, you know, I, I got to believe that the athletes that come there, 
when they get to hear your story and hear you speak and, and all that, they have to be charged up as well. I hope so, because I, I come, I approach PCA from a very um, genuine standpoint. You know, I, I, I obviously competed in bodybuilding at a young age. I turned pro at 20. And then I competed as an IFBB pro for, oh, let me see, uh, 1998 was my last show, the Arnold Classic. And my first show, I believe, was 1993 as a pro. Um, so I competed from 23 to 28. Um, actually, yeah, 20, uh, 23 years old to 28 years old. I retired at 28. And the reason I retired at such a young age, it wasn't because I'd reached my full potential. It's because there was a lot of politics in the game. Um, and if you weren't kind of basically kissing ass, if you weren't out there um, doing the right thing, shaking the right hands, you know, you, you, you didn't get placed. And that that disappointed me because I was, I was quite naive and I thought the best athlete won. Um, that that wasn't the case back then. It's the same now in, in, in other federations. So when I saw PCA, well, what actually happened in 2016, I've not been involved in bodybuilding for a long time. So when I retired in 1998, I literally, I didn't turn my back on bodybuilding, but I had no interest in it really. I didn't follow it. Um, I still love the sport, but I didn't follow the, the, the actual competitive side of it. Um, and then in 2016, a guy called Eddie Robinson, who was an IFBB pro, uh, he contacted me and he got involved in the NABA organization, which I'd competed in NABA as a junior and I won the junior universe in NABA. Um, and he asked me to be part of the USA team going to the universe in England. So I consequently got involved with NABA, went to England. Um, nothing happened with NABA after that point. Eddie Robinson never followed through with it, never did any shows. Um, and I came across the PCA. Um, they were gaining momentum in England. Um, I briefly met the uh, founder of it, and he actually offered to help me promote NABA. He wasn't even trying to sell me on being part of the PCA. So I had that conversation with him, and then I literally sat back and watched NAB, uh, PCA grow week by week. A new country was being added. They got Thailand, South Africa, Australia, South Korea. I mean, the new countries were just adding on Russia, China. Um, I was very impressed by what they were doing. So I contacted Ryan Alexander and I said, listen, I love what you're doing. Uh, you make it affordable for the athletes. You're taking politics out of it. You know, because bodybuilding is a working class sport, not a rich man's sport. And it's turned into a rich man's sport because the other federations are charging a lot of money. And we don't. We charge very, very little um, to the athlete. We try and generate income through selling tickets by putting on a good show. So I, I basically contacted Ryan Alexander and I said, when you come to America, when you actually do come to America, please let me know. So I'd love to be part of what you're doing. And literally, he offered me the opportunity to run the whole country, to be the uh, to basically lead the the PCA uh, in the USA and across the whole of the United States. And I was a little bit taken aback by that. Cause I'd never done such a thing on such a large large scale, but I've never been one to shy away from a challenge. So. I decided that I believed in the product enough and I, I, I took it on. And that was in 2017 that we had that discussion. Uh, we did our very first show in 2018. We had three shows. And then in 2019, um, we had a full season. Uh, we were giving prize money away to amateurs. I think we gave 10 grand away at our very first show. Um, and it was all out of my pocket at the time. Um, but just because I love the sport, honestly. I just wanted to make a difference and kind of make it all about the athletes because truly I'm, I'm an athlete first and a promoter second. Um, and then unfortunately, COVID came and shut down 2020. 2020 when we had a limited season and then this season was 
really our second full season. So we were we had 15 shows this year, and I'm actually currently working on next year's schedule, 2023, and we're looking at about probably about 30 shows across the US, awesome. from Rhode Island to to Roswell, New Mexico, Texas, Kentucky. We're we're going to be all over the place. So it's it's been great. It's been tough. Don't get me wrong, it's been tough. There's been a, a slight monopoly with the bodybuilding uh, business in this country um, with another federation that's been around for a long time. Um, so a lot of people thought if it wasn't with, with those. It was a bit like going up against McDonald's, you know, <laughs> and you, that's kind of the way it was. Um, but it's, it's really gaining momentum now, and I, I have a lot of passion for what I do because I, I believe in what we're doing, and I think it's it, we're, we're all about making it fair, honestly, fair and affordable. That's really what we stand for. I think that's uh, that's always been one of my um, one of my favorite parts of Ian Harrison has always been, and it's it's actually that way with a lot of people that I you know I've been blessed to know a lot of people like you know great fishermen. One of my favorite things to say about someone, and not everyone deserves it, obviously, but those people that deserve it. You know, uh, we we lost a great fisherman here in the Tampa Bay area recently, Captain Richard Seward, and 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 I, he he was a great fisherman, and I mean great, like might be the greatest trout fisherman that's ever fished Tampa Bay. Um, and and I I was on the radio, and he passed away, and you know we went to the service, and I just kept telling people, as great as he was at fishing, he was a greater man, and I think. That's what I love about you the most, my friend, is that, and, the, and, and, and I know not everyone will get to know that part of you, but trust me when I tell you that you're talking about a great bodybuilder, possibly one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, and there's been a lot of great ones, and I don't want to make that seem like a small group because it's not. But to be, to turn pro at your age, to win an entire country, uh, you know, at 19 years old is crazy to me. Um, to, to the, the, the kind of mass and dedication and size you had to put on to get to that level is incredible. But you're a better person than you were a bodybuilder. So well, that means a lot. Thank you, I think that's, to me, that's the ultimate, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. Those are the people that are often my favorites, that are great at what they do and I can watch from a distance and really respect their careers and, and what they've accomplished. But knowing those people are better people than they are, professionals yeah. to me is it's just as good as it gets so you know my hat's off to you let's let's talk let's talk nutrition a little bit we've we've done a podcast just so you know before we go to another subject i feel exactly the same way about you you're 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 a, an amazing guy really uh consider you a true friend even though we don't talk that much um i know i can always call you and it'll be like we spoke yesterday i think i think you're you're, you're awesome man well, i appreciate it let's that. Topic, so. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's kind of how we are too. We don't talk for six eight months, and then one of us reaches out to the other one, and then we get to talk a little bit and get caught up, and it's all good. So you've got an amazing family, and you're an amazing friend. We've we've got some always got some good stuff to laugh about. Let's let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about nutrition. You know, we've had you on the podcast before, and I love what you're doing with PCA and and all that stuff. And and one of the the reasons I brought you back, a couple of reasons. Obviously, I wanted people to kind of get an update on PCA. Those people that know me know I'm, I'm a gym rat. I'm still in gym rat. I'll be headed there later today and tomorrow and the day after that. And as long as I'm physically able, I'll be in there throwing weights around, trying to be somebody. Um, but but I, I recently, my wife and I reached out to you about our diets and, and just getting to eat right. 
And just with a few little tweaks in my world, you were able to help me lose, you know, on the, on the upside of 20 pounds. Um, and it's funny because I, I get a little sloppy with that. You know, the holidays were here and then I went deer hunting and I'm at deer camp where food really just kind of happens. And, you know, the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, there's eight of those pounds right back where they were. And then I noticed that when I go back to just the simple things that you told me, it comes right off again. So it's it's really interesting. I want to pick your brain. I, I wanted to pick your brain on the nutritional side for fishing, for, you know, tournament anglers, for, for people who work all week, they bust their tail, and they want to spend all day Saturday on the boat. Um, you know, what are some thoughts on your end? You know, you know the weather here now. You've lived here a long time. Are there some things that people can think about nutritionally to help them enjoy their day on the water more, give them more energy, you know, more stamina. If you're fishing a tournament, how do you just stand on the bow? You know, when I was young, I think I did it on Mountain Dew and Snicker bars, but I know there's a better way to, there's a better way to do it than that. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the thing that I tweaked with you, one of the biggest things was cheese. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people, um, in the U S eat a ton of cheese and generally speaking, it's not just about the cheese. It's about the fats in the cheese. And the, what you want to do is you want to try and keep your your insulin levels steady, number one. That's the carbohydrate thing, which I'll talk about in a minute. But your fat levels, moderate. You do need some fats. The only time you want to intentionally take in fats, really, is first thing in the morning and last thing at night. If you go too heavy on fats, like if you eat bacon and sausage and a load of eggs and with cheese on for breakfast, the amount of fat there will make you sluggish. It'll make you very, very, very sluggish. It'll make you tired, and it'll slow down your whole digestive system, which you don't want to do. Um, as far as, like, throughout the day, I would suggest, and I think I suggested this to you, you've got, you've got options, really. You've got people always go for the, the quick, easy snacks, and a lot of those snacks are, are basically um, refined, refined sugars or prepackaged um, stuff like cheese or like some kind of candy bar. Um, but if you just plan ahead and take some fruit, which is a, gr- a great thing, you know, apples, bananas, not bananas because you can't take bananas on a boat. I know that, sorry. Um, but um, <laughs> apples, oranges, uh, grapes, any type of fruit like that, keep it in a couple so it's nice and refreshing. Um, and like a wrap, like a, a do, do like a, a chicken wrap with some. Uh, some rice in it, almost like um, like a Mexican type of thing, like a, is it a burrito, yep. um, something like that. You could just put in a Ziploc, keeping you cooler, and they're all pre-rolled up, so you just hold them in your hand like a like a uh, an ice pop or whatever, and just ch- chow down on them while you're fishing. That is going to give you a more stable insulin level as you're fishing. And what that means basically is, if you eat like a Snickers bar and Mountain Dew, you'll get a rush of energy. And then suddenly you'll get a complete drop in blood sugar. So you'll, you'll be energized and then you'll feel tired as hell. Um, and that's not, not conducive to doing anything, especially fishing with the concentration you need. So you want to try and keep your carbohydrate levels or your insulin levels constant. Um, so that basically means you want to be eating complex carbs. And if you can eat as close to nature as possible, what I mean by that, they don't come out of the ground or walk around on the ground, don't eat it. Uh, so... Cocoa pops didn't come out of the ground <laughs> and they didn't walk around on the ground. So try and stay away from things that are prepackaged like that as you can. And uh, all it takes is 
honestly, you can make a, a, a wrap in 10 minutes. Um, it's just a case of, you know, and try and do it with real chicken rather than deli meat, because deli meat is full of sodium. Uh, now, that's not such a big deal when you're fishing because you're going to be sweating a lot, especially in Florida. So you're actually losing quite a lot of sodium. So it's not, you don't really need to stay away from sodium per se. You do need to stay hydrated, though, which you already know, and most uh, fishermen already know. But stay hydrated, uh, eat snack on fruit. Um, when it's lunchtime or you get a break and you're going from one spot to another, gr- gr- grab a, a wrap. Uh, that you've pre-made before you go out, and uh, and I think you're gonna you'll feel better at the end of the day. You won't feel as worn out, and you won't get those ups and downs. Uh, so a lot of it's just it's common sense, really. We you know? switched. It's very easy. It's very easy to buy all pre-packaged stuff and think it's going to be great because it says on the bar it's a healthy bar. Ninety-nine percent of the bars are not healthy. Um, they're very high in fats. They're very high in sugars. Um, neither of which you're gonna, it's gonna make you drowsy and you're gonna get ups and downs. So stay as, stay as natural as you possibly can. And the cheese, you can do a little bit, but honestly, I mean, the main thing with you is I said, cut cheese out and you're gonna see a massive difference. And really, that's all you did, was cut cheese out. Yeah, well, and, and I even, uh, the, the, as you mentioned, the wrap thing, I got hungry for the lunch on my boat that my wife now makes for me every time I go on the boat because we did the same thing. We started doing wraps, um, using some turkey breast using a little bit of lettuce. Um, I like banana peppers, uh, spicy banana peppers. Yeah. So we put banana peppers on there, and she made this mustard horseradish combo sauce that we put on um, that's, you know, fairly healthy. Um, and that's what I eat. And, and pulling them out of the cooler, um, they're, they're a little bit refreshing to boot. You get that crunch from the lettuce. Yeah. And, and, again, I think it's made a big difference. I went away from, again, eating the cheese – I tell people, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, like, damn, dude, you, you lost some weight. And I'm like, well, I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling you, I got this bodybuilding buddy, and he he just told me, he said, you need to stop eating cheese. And I try to remind him, I'm from the great state of Wisconsin. So it's almost like you cussed at me. I mean, like, seriously, like, you just cussed me up one side and down the other when you say don't eat cheese and you're from Wisconsin. It's a, it's a mainstay. It's been a mainstay in my diet since I was two years old. Um, but I, I, I was doing the math in my head, and I pre-make my eggs uh, usually on Sunday for the whole week. We make scrambled eggs, and we were, uh, we were, we were putting um, uh, ham in there and uh, some spinach and loads and loads of cheese in the eggs as we were making them. And then I would put cheese on the eggs after I warmed them up in the morning. And then while I was warming them up, I would take handfuls of shredded cheese and eat that cheese while I was warming them up. So good Lord knows I, my cheese intake was through the roof. Um, and, and again, it's... it's generally it, speaking, cheese... Sorry, go on. No, no, you're, generally speaking, cheese is what? Generally speaking, cheese equals fat. Right. You know? I mean, cheese is very high in fat, and some more than others, but generally speaking, cheese is fat. You've got, from a, from a, 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 I don't like to be too scientific, I try and keep things simple, but you've got three different food groups, proteins, carbs, and fats. Proteins and carbs, one gram of each of those, one gram of protein and one gram of carb is four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. It's all about calories in, calories out. So if you're... Basically, when you look at a ratio of where all your calories should come from, about 60% of your calories want to come from carbohydrates, about 30% of your calories want to come from protein, and about 10% of your calories want to come from fat. Well, in effect, that means that's calories. So 
when you look on a on a, a label of a, any food, which everybody should really do, if your fat is close to the number of your carbs or protein, don't eat it. Your fat should be way lower. And you, the only time you should intentionally eat fats, like I said earlier, is in the morning or at night. Um, and you try and use good fats, nuts, uh, avocados, uh, fish, the, the oils in fish, they're a great form of, of fat. But stay away from saturated fat, which is basically um, burger meat, which if, if you can get the lower fat stuff, but uh, any fat from red meat is very is saturated fat, which is very bad, um, and cheese, unfortunately. Um, and as much as it tastes nice, I think people eat so much of it sometimes, you become numb to it. You don't even taste it. It's just part of what you eat. You know, so I, I would always say if you're gonna, if you really, really want cheese on something, cook your food, then put a little bit on top, like sprinkle a bit on top. Don't cook it, it within your food because you've got so many what I call empty calories, right. um, and everybody's what's called got what's called a BMR, basic metabolic rate. So it's different for everybody. But let's say a normal BMR is two thousand. That means if you eat two thousand calories a day, you wouldn't gain weight and you wouldn't lose weight. You stay exactly the same. But for every 500 calories a day on top of that that you would intake, you would gain a pound a week. Um, or if you drop 500 calories a day, you'd lose a pound a week. That's because a pound of fat is still 500 calories. Um, the, so the, the basic premise is that you want to try and limit your empty calories. And sugars and fats are the worst way to get empty calories. Um, and they mess with your blood sugars too. So a lot of it's just common sense, really. It's just about eating Eating clean, eating as natural as possible, I would say. Don't don't get over-obsessed with the fats. Like, um, if you want milk in tea or you want, um, I don't know, milk in your coffee, have a little bit. Just don't have a load of full-fat cream. You know, just you just kind of limit the fat intake and it'll make a massive difference. And really, that's all we did with you. Yeah. And I guarantee by doing that, you probably cut out between 500 and 1,000 calories a day which is why you drop the weight so easily. And then you can kind of eat. You don't have to eat. You see, not everybody wants to eat like a bodybuilder, like egg whites and fish. and that People don't want to eat like that. I don't want to eat like that anymore. You know, you want some kind of freedom, some kind of taste. And just by cutting out the obvious excess fats in your diet, you'll, you'll get a, 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 you know, a really maintainable level of body fat that you can do without kind of sacrificing too much. You can still live your life. But... You know that I don't know if you, you know, but the the, the uh, viewers won't know that I had open heart surgery uh, two years ago, nearly died, um, and it's probably an accumulation of drinking too much coffee with creamer in uh, over a few years when I was uh, renovating duplexes actually, um, and just just doing silly things like eating white rice all the time. And I know that might sound silly because rice is a good complex carb, but now I only eat brown rice because the white rice is digested more like a sugar and it can lend itself to causing plaque buildup in your arteries. And without sounding like um, a health nut, at the end of the day, we all want to live to have, you know, to watch our grandchildren grow up and we all want to live to spend time with our spouse. Um, so you're not only looking at dropping body fat and looking better, it's about living longer and living a good quality of life, you know. And that's what my goal is right now. I see things in a much different light to what I used to. I used to be a bit of a ball buster with people as far as bodybuilding or nutrition goes. And now I'm kind of a bit more open-minded. You know what? We want to live. We want to enjoy our life. But we want to we, we want to be healthy at the same time. But we also want nice tasting food. And you can do both.
it's made a huge difference uh, in, in my diet, uh, in, in how I feel about just myself in general, my wife as well, huge difference. And I know, Ian, you do some personal training, uh, some diet stuff, some, some stuff like that. How does, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want you to put together a diet plan, a meal plan for them? They can either just contact me on my phone number, which I can give out if you want me to, or, sure. or they can do it through social media. Yeah, my, my number is 941-894-4120, and they can just message me directly, text me, and say they're interested in the, the heard us talk on the podcast. Or they can get hold of me on Instagram, which I, uh, on there I'm the real Ian Harrison, um, or Facebook, it's just Ian Harrison, and just message me on there. And if you're interested, I've got I've got three basic packages, um, one where I, I do like a video chat each week and, and work with you one-on-one in the gym like I'm training you. I do another one where it's just uh, weekly checking pictures, going over your diet and training. And I have another one where it's just diet. So if anybody just wants to just just get diet tips, um, I'd get you to check in with me and tell me your body weight. And, you know, and, and I'd go through all your likes and dislikes in food, any allergies you've got. And I'd work out a diet plan and I'd change it weekly according to how, how much progress you were making. But yeah, I'm, 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 I actually, I actually do have spaces right now because the the bodybuilding season's over, and I've decided I'm not going to work with competitive bodybuilders anymore because I'm running the federation. It's kind of a conflict of interest, so I am actually looking for lifestyle clients. So if any of the fishermen out there just want help, just drop in twenty pound, thirty pound, whatever it is, and just feeling better while while you you're doing your fishing, then please contact me, and I'll, I'm more than willing to help any of you. I know my wife did uh, several years back. She did a a meal plan uh, with a friend of ours who's a very big guy. Again, a, a Mr. Florida um, super guy works out super hard. Great meal plan, and it really works. There's no doubt about it that his plan works. But his plan, my wife thought it wasn't sustainable because it was more it was more of a meal plan for a bodybuilder as far yeah. as the strictness of it. And again, you know, my wife and I are both in the gym five days a week. We love the gym and we love being in shape and and going on long walks and riding our bikes and doing all that, you know, stuff that we love to do. But neither one of us wants to eat like we're bodybuilders. I still want to be on a Friday night if I get a wild hair to, you know, have two beers and a cheeseburger. I don't want to feel like I have to report to somebody on Monday and I'm going to get thrown in the clink and be there for a week. You know what I mean? So um, when we when we talked to you on the phone, I, my wife just kind of lit up because, you know, you were saying the same things you were saying right there was that, you know, hey, you know, we're trying to we're just trying to maintain. We're trying to, to take care of our bodies, maybe drop a few pounds, but we're not trying to you know, we're not headed for the stage in three months. Um, exactly. And I think that's why I would recommend it, because of, like you said, something that's more of a natural, healthy lifestyle versus a bodybuilder and I think sometimes you know if the people go online and you google pictures of Ian Harrison you're not going to think normal lifestyle because when Ian when all those pictures were taken Ian wasn't in normal lifestyle he wasn't eating and training the way most humans train Um, and it's obvious because he was way bigger than most humans at the time Um, so (laughs) you know I, I just think it's important for people to understand that 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 you because of your background, I think that's what makes you so great at this. Uh, and then your personality is so excellent and understanding people. Um, you know, I'd highly recommend it for those out there looking to, uh, you know, to change their life a little bit. Uh, and again, maybe you just want to lose 15 or 20 pounds. You just want to feel better. You want to spend Saturday on the boat and have a little more energy. You know, you want to go shoot sporting clays on a Saturday afternoon and not be, 
you know, ready for a nap all the time because of what you're eating is bogging you down. So, um, my good friend Ian Harrison here, again, world-class guy. He's the head of PCA USA. You can check out that association and all the great work they're doing over there at officialpcausa.com. My friend, I could I could talk to you for hours. Um, it's always good to hear your voice. I appreciate you spending some time with me. One of my very favorite people on the planet. Give your lovely bride a, a hug and a, a kiss from the Andersons. Tell her we said hello and... Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for spending some time with us, Big Man. Thank you, Mike. Catch you later, brother. Hey, gang, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. My buddy, the British Storm, Ian the Hitman Harrison, world-class bodybuilder, absolutely world-class guy. Um, I really enjoy talking to Ian. Um, we, we, we have been friends for many, many years, and he is a great great human being. He's got an awesome family. Uh, he's doing great things with uh, PCA USA as well. Um, he's a fisherman. We fished together a couple of times and, and had some fun, some laughs. Uh, he even fished a little bit in England when he was a kid. So um, it's just always good to get all caught up with the big man. And trust me, if you're looking to uh, change your life, you're looking for a little diet or any of that stuff that can maybe uh, uh, change your world a little bit, he's a great one to reach out to. He knows his stuff for sure. The Real Animals Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember, it's real important to subscribe, rate, and review. That kind of stuff helps us out. And the Gills Real Animals podcast is always presented by Contender Boats. We're trying to drop new podcasts each and every Tuesday, so keep your eyes open as new ones come down the pipe your way. You can reach us on our, again, social media outlets on Facebook at The Real Animals Fishing Show and on Instagram at Real Animals TV. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for another one coming your way here in just two more weeks.